Welcome to the Intentional Grounding Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Noah Downs. I'm your co-host. I'm joined here by one of my best friends and also my co-host, which is less exciting, uh, Luke Bisson. How are you doing, Luke? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing wonderfully. I, uh, I get to talk to you. Um, so, yeah, and you get to, you know, help me like pretend I'm actually good at fantasy football, which sometimes I really question after I have at least one league where I'm 0-4-1. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, I don't even want to talk about my uh, my, uh, <laughs> my week last week. Yeah. I, 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 got, I got you beat. I uh, I think I went 35% across all of my leagues. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a bad week. I, I, at least I, I, actually, I think I went about 75-80% across my so, just goes to show you don't ever know. Watch each card yep. play and play it slow. Don't you let that deal go down. That was for you, Johnny. Um, so, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, in this podcast, uh, and you can probably hear my cat running around like crazy in the background. What the hell? Ollie, what are you doing? Sorry. In this podcast, we um, there it goes again. Um, we are going to talk about rest of season rankings. Um, Luke has put together some excellent rest of season rankings. Now we're at week six to the end of the season. Um, we're going to talk about how to use those in a dynasty perspective, um, for whether to buy or sell. And then we're going to take some Twitter questions. And Luke is going to probably fill in some gaps here and there with what I just said. But that's the basic overview. So Luke, <laughs> diving right in, rest of season rankings. You can find yeah. these on Radiant.com, correct? That is, that is correct. Our wonderful friends at Radiant.com, they're excellent. They, um, they host our rankings, so you can see all of our written content there. There you can find links to our podcast. You can find our rankings, both rest of season and weekly. Uh, we put up weekly rankings to help you determine tiebreakers and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And you can also find just cool stuff that looks written, like waiver wire pickups. Um, so let's go through some of these rest of season rankings, and I want to point out some some trends that you're anticipating that I think our listeners should really pick up on. One, Matt Ryan, who's currently the number one quarterback in fantasy football, you expect him to fall to number seven by the end of the year. Right. Now, that is if you were to sit there and say everything that happened before doesn't week exist. six doesn't exist. I think that going forward, Aaron Rodgers would be number one. And, like, Matt Ryan would be number seven. Okay. Well, I agree with you on Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers turned show life again. Mm-hmm. Um, your next few, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, totally agree with. Cam Newton it mm-hmm. comes in number five for you. Um, Cam Newton, I don't know if you saw this, but um, while he was not in the game uh, because of a concussion, he was stuck in uh, stage four of the five-stage concussion protocol, he was mm-hmm. riding a weird-looking segue through the streets of Charlotte without a helmet. <laughs> There's a picture of that. And I'm just sitting here thinking, come on, man. Like, yeah, I, know, I know. What the heck? So <laughs> and you say that this guy who's not smart enough to wear a helmet when he's going through the concussion protocol is going to be number five for the rest of the season, your fifth quarterback ranked for the rest of the season. Explain that to me. Well, I mean... <laughs> Uh, basically, first of all, let's take a look and see. Now, if you went by the rankings right now, uh, first first of all, this week coming up, I have him on my number one because he's going against New Orleans. So oh, I think yeah. that's a that's basically a shoe in yeah. uh, And then as far as his scoring right now, the funny thing is he currently as a quarterback 
Now, granted, he's missed basically a game and a half, but he is number 12. Oh, well, that's not terrible. No, it's not terrible at all. Uh, he can get things done. Uh, he's got Kelvin Benjamin. You know, now, granted, sometimes he goes against the defense that basically, oh, I don't know, takes Kelvin Benjamin completely out of it. Uh, but he still has, you know, uh, enough pieces there to make it work. Even with Jonathan Stewart missing, uh, he's still able to get Fozzie Whitaker involved, Cameron Artist Payne. He should. He has enough options, and he has his own feet. So I feel that you know he has the ability to do it, and I don't see a reason why he he can't. Frankly. Yeah. Well, okay, that's that. You you convinced me. I, I I'm relying on Cam in one league, so I hope that you're right. Um, uh, me too. <laughs> some a couple of interesting names on here that I think uh, I'm surprised by. Kirk Cousins, you have coming in at tenth for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I do. He is um uh, he is at um uh, tenth for me just because he, he gets into a well schedule. He gets into a lot of shootouts. He does. Uh, and I think I think Kirk Cousins. Weekend, but. <laughs> no, not no, not not in those wins. Uh, but but I feel that Kirk Cousins basically is what Andy Dalton was two to three years ago, where Dalton always like flirted with QB one because of shootouts and everything, but you know always seemed to not quite make it. And I feel that you know I feel that Kirk Cousins is basically going to have those shootouts. He's going to have Jamison Crowder. He's going to have. Uh, well, Reed at tight end. He's going to have Deshaun Jackson. We actually even saw uh, Garcon catch a couple of passes. You know, yeah. uh, not saying he's coming back from, you know, fantasy irrelevancy or anything, but at least you saw him do something. And so uh, he's got the options to do it. So I think he, I think he's good there. Uh, you know, I mean, I have uh, Dalton right behind him, and. Basically, the only reason I have Dalton behind him is because I think Cousins has more uh, more options to throw at. Now, um, there's one more one more quarterback I want to highlight on here. Carson Palmer is at 13th for you. He's been pretty dismal this season, and yeah, yeah. he was good at the beginning of last season, but he trailed off um, mm-hmm. heavily. Do you really think Carson Palmer comes back? Yeah. Well, first off, uh, as of 8 p.m. Yeah, so three hours ago, uh, he was officially announced as being off of the concussion protocol. Oh, good for him. So, so he is going to play this upcoming week, uh, you know, as long as he's on track to get the game plan and whatnot, which I don't see why he wouldn't be. Um, but, you know, Fitz uh, right now is really, really high up as far as where he is at. Right. And so he's getting, the problem is, is that the other two – uh, John Brown and Michael Floyd seem to be very hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, and then you so, got J.J. Nelson and Jaron Brown too. Right. So I mean, they have they have a good core there, but you know, at the at the end of the day and everything, they they kind of need some stability. Right now, Larry Fitzgerald in a in a, um, a PPR league is fifth overall, or fifth uh, in the position of wide receiver. Hey, good for him. Now, uh, looking at some of these running backs you got here, you got Jamal Charles fourth overall for the rest of the season. That is yeah. a massive upgrade from what I was thinking, and I disagree with you. Okay. Well, I, like I said, I fully expect um, uh, a, a change coming. I expect to see change Charles. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I expect to, to kind of go back to what it was because, frankly, um, Charles is at the end of his career, and if he's still running good, 
uh, they need to run them. You know, for a while I thought that maybe they were going to try to just keep him uh, in, in a stable until it got to uh, the playoffs, so that way he could run wild in the playoffs. But uh, the reports that I'm seeing are saying that he's going to get more carries this week, and I, I think eventually you're just going to see that completely shift over, and I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later, which is why I also have Ware so low. Yeah, you have Ware, Spencer Ware, way down at 35. Yeah, he's down there, and that's because of that. I just figured that's the game plan going forward. And Ware's going to get some looks. He's going to get some touches and everything. But it's going to, you know, Jamal Charles. And they just they resigned both Ware and West in the off season. Yeah. And you know, I don't. They they have no need to rush Ware out there and potentially get him injured. So. Now I think that Ware is an interesting buy. Um, at mm-hmm. the end of the season, especially in dynasty leagues. End of season, yes. However, right now for me, he would be a sell. And actually, he was a sell for me like a week ago. You may have to hold him at this point. Yeah, because he will get some touches. Now let's mm-hmm. let's let's identify some other interesting duos that I think are on here. You've got Devontae Freeman at seven and Tevin Coleman at seventeen. Um, mm-hmm. You've got uh, uh, Jarrett McKinnon at twenty one. And do you even rank Matt Asiat? Yeah, coming in at 40. Um, you've got Isaiah Crowell at 16 and Duke Johnson at 36. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Howard at 32 with Jeremy Langford at 39. So mm-hmm. let's let's dive right into that. With uh, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, do you think that there's going to be enough production for the two of them to have both in rest of the season from here on out, top 20 running backs? Well... Uh, first off, you have to look at what you've got to this point, and yeah, well, uh, yeah. you know, right and right now you do. Uh, right now you have let's see, week six. Right now you have Tevin Coleman at five, and you have Freeman at eight. That's nuts. So you have you have two top ten running backs in Atlanta right now, after week five, going into week six. So, so yes, I think. That they can do it, and that's what's going to help putter along this uh, this Atlanta offense. And they're going to need that to happen because Mohamed Sanu has fallen off after the first week. And you would you rather know, have so, Devontae Freeman over Tevin Coleman rest of season in a PPR league. In a PPR, well, I see it. It really, it really, really depends. Um, now, obviously, Coleman has the much higher ceiling because he can catch a ball like he did a couple weeks ago, and he can take off for 80 yards and score a touchdown. Uh-huh. You know, there, that's that's part of the reason why he's so uh, padded and up in at number five. Um, but Freeman, you know, out of the looks and everything, if you take that play out of it, Freeman had the more productive game. It was just that one play that set Coleman over the top. Yeah. Well, let's look at Crowell at 16 versus... Um, Duke Johnson at 36, and I don't think we need to throw too much at this because so far the production supports that. I just wanted to right. identify that you do have Duke Johnson pretty low. Um, I do, I do. Now, Jordan Howard over um, Jeremy Langford mm-hmm. is interesting to me because Jordan Howard balled out this past weekend. He did. And I think that he's going to keep on balling out. So, yeah, as a matter of fact, he's and he may very well uh, do so. Uh, the problem is, you know, this past week, 
um, the past couple of weeks, in all honesty, you've seen a really good game out of him. I don't know if he can continue to do that going forward, though. You know, uh, uh, people are going to get better looks at him. He Now, he is a much better prospect and just player than what Langford is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he honestly, he's also one of my guys where, you know, Jordan Howard looks good now, but I could totally see Chicago going running back early in the draft next year. I agree with you because they don't have too much invested in Jordan Howard. Now, mm-hmm. what I see is interesting here is Eddie Lacy is a 22 for you. Oh, yeah. And if I could if, if I could find a way to get him any lower, I would have. I, I He is poison to me right now. So you think sell him, sell him, sell him. Yeah, absolutely. I think that if you can get 80% on the dollar of what you feel he should be worth based on name cachet, you need to do it because he is... <laughs> He's not much of anything. His uh, he is currently. Oh my gosh, go down real far. Eddie Lacy is 38th overall right now at running back. Whoa. Now, granted, uh, there was they have they've already had their bye week, so yeah. he's got one less game. But 38th overall. I mean, Le'Veon Bell is 30th. <laughs> Jeez. That's nuts. Um, yeah. Well, who who are some running backs that you're able, if you're able to trade Eddie Lacy, what are some running backs you're targeting? Well, if I am looking at my rest of season rankings, I would first of all, if I got Lacy, I want someone that's going to be. Um, I would start looking first of all if I could get like a Christine Michael. I was just thinking Christine Michael. Yeah, I would totally, uh, I would totally try to do Christine Michael and maybe get a little bit extra on the side, like a, a low end, maybe like a Charles Clay, a nice yeah. tight end that I can just package away, um, something on that order. Um, or if I want to go down a little bit farther, I may aim for um, uh, Frank Gore. Right. Because Frank and I could also probably get a uh, a second 2017 second in Frank Gore for for Eddie Lacy, and Gore's going to do you better for the rest of the season. And after that, you can put him out to pasture, and you can go out in the second round next year uh, and probably get someone who's equal or maybe even better than what uh, Lacey is. Yeah, I agree. So um, is there any one other running back that you want to highlight here that uh, for rest of the season? Uh, one of the guys that I really I really think that Omar Miller is going to pick it up. Yeah, you have him at sixth here. I, I do have him at sixth overall. I do think that he is going to make a name for himself, and it's because uh, I don't know if um, uh, if Osweiler, you know, I don't know if Brock um, uh, is going to be able to uh, uh, do much without having a run game established, and so I think they're going to focus more on the run game uh, going forward, but we'll see. Yeah. So um, wide receiver now, uh, the usual suspects are up top. I mean, you've got Antonio, Julio, A.J. Green, Jordy, Allen Robinson, Odell Beckham, Nuke, Larry Fitz. Then you hit Marvin Jones. Do you think that Marvin Jones is going to keep it up? Oh, yeah. I, I, absolutely, I do. Marvin Jones right now is actually sixth overall yep. and, uh, and for wide receiver. And, and I uh, agree with you. Julio Jones is eighth, by the way. <laughs> so... Right. There's a there's a there's a different Jones on top. Yeah, even oh. with that massive game. <laughs> wow. Well, Jones, Jones, listen to me. Marvin Jones has had 
um, <laughs> a, a ton of good games this season. So yeah. I actually, in these rankings, and folks go look at them on Radiant.com, I have to go all the way down to Randall Cobb at 21 to find somebody that I think might be misranked. Okay. Uh, Randall Cobb well, just had a really good game. Uh, as a Randall Cobb owner, I'm, I'm pleased to see that, but I'm not confident that he's going to be top 21. I would love to see that you put him a little higher than that, but I don't think you could. Well, let's see. Currently, Cobb is... Man, I don't even know. Is he even listed? Cobb yeah, has... Cobb, is, is, as far as the fantasy board goes, he is not in the top 40. Right? Yeah, he's been pretty brutal. Now, granted, also, once again... Uh, no, don't even say anything May. about the buy. He's been brutal. Okay. <laughs> He's been just... Um, but, you know, but it's funny. But for as brutal as he has been, um, uh, Jordy Nelson is 13th. He's basically just... I receiver one. Yeah. You know? Yep, I agree. Yep, I see that. Um, uh, I, I do like uh, Jordan Nelson a little bit more than Cobb right now, though. Um, uh, I think Cobb for me in, in some of the leagues I'm in Cobb is no better than a flex for me um, now Jarvis Landry is pretty low on this list Do you does, are you indicating that you think Jarvis Landry is a sell for the rest of the season I do I think that even in PPR now the, the, the thing that makes Jarvis Landry so um, uh, good is the number of targets his production and everything his opportunities um, but in a, in, a, in a standard league that's non-PPR, you uh, he takes a huge hit. But even in PPR, uh, going forward, just that Miami offense as a whole, I <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do. They're one in they're one in four right now, and that's because they beat the Browns, and they had to go into overtime to beat the Browns, and the Browns should have beat them in the uh, just the game before they went to overtime. So. Miami is hurting really bad, and Tannehill. Ugh, I don't. I don't. I don't know if Tannehill is going to be around next year. I think Gates is going to go get his guy. Yeah, I agree with that. I um. <laughs> I, I mean, in PPR, I do have Jarvis Landry really high, um, mm-hmm. but his yardage won't be there. Um, I think he's always a chance to break one. He's always a red zone target, but I think right. that. So in PPR, I think he's actually wide receiver one still, but in redraft, I'm selling him. Um, now, Will Fuller, Terrell Pryor, welcome to the top 40. Um, mm-hmm. Then we go down to Cole Beasley, welcome to the top 40. Uh, Dez Bryant, it comes in at 36 for you. So you've not given, oh, yeah. you've not given up the ghost on Dez. No, and uh, mainly for me, it's 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 not a lack of talent. It's not an issue with his behavior. It's I don't know if he's gonna be back anytime soon. Uh, listening to people like Gene Bramble, uh, they sit there and they talk about this could take a while. You know, he has you know the fractured knee, and the idea that he could play on it, it all he has to do is go out and plant on it the wrong way. If he was to go out there before it was healed. And it could do more damage, and then he's gone for good. Yeah. And I just remember last year how he had the injury, and then he was like, oh, I'm going to be back in four to six weeks, and it was like an eight to ten-week healing period. And he came back out after a certain kind of treatment, and he basically re-injured himself. So I just – I don't see them doing that again. So and, and Jerry Jones has said that he is going to wait until he's good to go before putting him back out there, and that could still be weeks away. 
Yeah, well, we know how Jerry Jones is with sticking to keeping somebody out there. Hashtag Tony Romo, yeah, yeah. Jack Prescott. Um, <laughs> so, true. so now, uh, Dante Moncrief is somebody that fantasy owners have been holding on to. And mm-hmm. if, say, you are coming up on a bye week and you need a kicker mm-hmm. or a defense or a fill-in, you hold on to Moncrief, don't you? Oh, Yes. You know, I mean, I, on here, I have him relatively low, but that's obviously because he's just not. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to gauge where to put people. I mean, I have him at 38. It's hard to gauge where to put guys where they're expected to come back in a few weeks, but there's no real time frame set that's actually in stone. Uh, it's the same reason why I have Eric Decker at 33. You know, for all I know, Decker's gone for the season with the shoulder injury. Right. But, you know, but Moncrief is just a broken hand. It should be almost healed, I would think, and then he's got to get back out there. So uh, for the rest of season, if he comes back sooner, he would definitely go up because I feel this also gives Luck a boost that he needs. Now, if um, you are a Decker, Bryant, or Moncrief owner and you need production mm-hmm. now, are you trying to use their name cachet to trade them for a Willie Sneed, uh uh, Travis Benjamin or um, Will Fuller or Terrell Fryer? Um, it depends on the person. If I have Decker or even if I have Bryant, I would try to make a move to get guys like that. Um, Will Fuller for me uh, is not a guy that I would target, though, um, just because I think that his time of being the uh, productive one in Houston's almost up. I think I think that Will Fuller has shown us what I would like to see from him as a rookie, and mm-hmm. he's going to be inconsistent from here on out. Right. I have actually, it's funny because uh, in current leaders, if you look at where like players like Allen Robinson and uh, New Hopkins is 27th overall right now. Wow. That's because he had that oh. one catch game. Yep. I mean, and he luckily scored a touchdown this past week. Otherwise, it would even be worse. Yet I have him at number seven because I expect him to come back in as the main target. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Will Fuller is your guy that's going to run out there. He's going to do the nine. He's going to he's going to spread the field. Duke uh, Nuke is going to be the guy that's going underneath and grabbing stuff. Yeah. So um, let's move on to tight ends, and there's not. There's a few tight ends that have fallen significantly here, and we'll get to those in a second. But um, Tyler Eifert comes in for you at 8, um, and I agree with you. I think he's going to be a top 10 for the rest of the season once he comes back. Right. But once again, yeah, once again, now that's me hoping that he comes back sooner. Um, and he had that setback, but it, apparently it came back saying that it was a mild setback. So if he comes back sooner, yes. If not, he'll drop even farther. Yeah. And keep an eye on, listeners, keep an eye on the rankings on Reddit for updates on that. Now, Dennis Pena, Zach Miller, um, those are players who have been producing really well so far this year, and you have them coming in at 12 and 13. So they're still borderline tight end ones, but it kind of seems like you think they're going to drop off. Mm-hmm. So is that yeah, just because I'm... you think the production's unsustainable, or is there something else going on? Well, uh, for example, when it comes to Zach Miller, uh... Part of the reason that he's doing really well right now because Hoyer's in there, and uh, but Hoyer has to stay in there for him to be useful. And if they go back to Cutler, now that Cutler is um, uh, uh, practicing at least, uh, and they end up going back to him, I think that he will drop again. Uh, but 
you know, still being at 13, I, I think that he's going to get his opportunities, and I think that he's going to see a lot, a lot of the games in the rest of the season that are uh, with Hoyer because Cutler is garbage. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that the, I don't think it's going to be as simple as well. We'll just keep Hoyer rest of season as our starter. I think they're going to go back to Cutler for a little bit and. You know, try to do kind of what Houston did last year between Hoyer and Mallet. Yeah, which it was annoying. Yeah, <laughs> poor Hoyer can't yeah. catch a break. I can't catch a ball. Um, yeah, because he's a quarterback. Um, but anyways, uh, but uh, so let's let's talk about that. And you've 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 been wonderful. I'm gonna talk to our listeners a little bit. Um, but how to use these rankings in terms of trades, especially in Dynasty. Now, if you are a competitor, you are looking at these rankings and identifying the players you have. And you're going to look at, if they're older players, call them Des Bryant's. Well, Des Bryant's a little different in Dynasty because he's a Dynasty darling. Um, but if they're older players like Frank Gore or something like that, you are looking to trade them away for picks or something similar um, to a contender. Now, contenders should look at this list and identify players that are going to be good for the rest of the season and then go off and find those non-competitors, those rebuilders, and uh, buy them using picks. What you can do to kind of figure out the value of players around here, and Luke, tell me if you disagree, is look at these individual players' ADP um, in in, uh, Dynasty Startups. So go through the list, identify an ADP for a Dynasty Startup, Go to a competitor, and if the um, player is kind of higher um, in the ADP, um, and they're higher in the uh, in the rest of the season rankings, go to that competitor and say, "Hey, I want this for that player." If you're trying to do pure uh, picks, mm-hmm. um, now another way to do it would be to um, identify players that have a high DP but a low rest of season ranking and try and target those players if you're rebuilding. Right. So, I would agree with that. So You know, what, what's funny for you bringing up ADP, uh, it, I actually just finished uh, DLFs. Uh, every month they have four to five uh, ADP drafts that go on mm-hmm. for a dynasty that's uh, completely like, start from scratch, and I just finished up uh, a, a 20-rounder for a dynasty. It was really good. Yeah, nice. That was good stuff. So I would I would say you can take these ranks and you can go to the competitors or the rebuilders, depending on if you're which one you are, um, and say, listen, I'm not competing this year. Listen, I'm going for the ship. Um, and then try and make a trade. Uh, it's kind of dicey whether you want to go to somebody and say you're not competing this year because you don't know what that person's thinking. But if you're a rebuilder and you're looking at somebody and they're clearly competing. Um, you can go up and say, you're competing, um, and then say, I have these um, assets that would help you, and I need to get some future assets to help rebuild my team, so let's see if we can make a trade. Mm-hmm. So, can you have any, do you have any extra input on that? No, I think it's pretty simple. I, th- I think the best um, example that I can give is somebody who's going for, uh, for it this year. Uh, go out, spend a second, get Frank Gore. And he will be a solid running back, too, for you. You yeah. know I mean? And, and I think that, that's, like, perfect. Let's talk about Frank Gore real quick. And let's let's put our, our um, erstwhile co-host, who is not with us right now, JoJo on spot. 
Now, JoJo texted me last week and said, I'll give you a third for Frank Gore. Mm -hmm. This is the day after we release a podcast saying that I would be taking a second for Frank Gore. Um, so, sounds to me like he was trying to see if you would uh, if you would uh, bend on your uh, on your thoughts. Either that, or he doesn't listen. So, <laughs> well, come on, as 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 a buyer, you know, you never offer full value first because the person always is going to grab a little bit more. <laughs> so, for our listeners, so that you can see that we're sticking true to our word, I'm going to go ahead and tell JoJo on the podcast, and I'll text him later too. Um, that I, I would take a second for Frank Gore and nothing less, my good sir. Um, oh, man. Yeah, and I have Luke backing me up on it, right, Luke? Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. It's funny, as, as while we've been doing this one, I have actually had two different um, uh, trade offers coming in for Dynasty to me. Oh, wow, what are they? Uh, they're both for the same guy, and uh, I have in this league, I have Gronk, and I also have Antonio Gates and Cameron Brait. Uh, so I have, you know, three decent uh, uh, tight ends, especially if, you know, if, if Gronk goes back to being Gronk. And wow. uh, so I have been offered <laughs> from one person, Vincent Jackson for uh, Gates, and then the other person offered me uh, Tory Smith. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. They, they, they are bad and they should feel bad. Anyways, yeah. So we got some um, Twitter questions, don't we? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Hit me. Okay, so I got a, I got a two that I'm going to read off of uh, uh, Twitter here, and then I have two that are actually also sitting in my inbox, and I'm uh, going to see what you think about it. Okay. All right, the first one is in a PPR two-quarterback league. Uh, do uh, do you want to go with round size contended? Oh, that's, that's two in depth right now, two in depth. How about this one? Tyrod and um, a Perkins for Wentz. Dynasty. PPR two quarterback Tyrod and Perkins for Wentz. No, sorry, I, I nixed that one because it goes into it's a three way trade and I didn't okay. want to <laughs> sit there and involve three way trades for the first one. Okay, so just straight up regular league Tyrod. Straight up one quarter one quarterback league PPR Tyrod and Perkins for Wentz. Yeah, I would do that. Oh really? You would now? Now are you saying that you would if you were the Wentz person you'd want that? Um, yeah, if I were the Wentz person, I would want that. If I were the Tyrod and Perkins person, I would question why I was willing so easily to trade away friend of the podcast, Tyrod Taylor. Okay, okay. So you and I disagree on that one. <laughs> oh, really? So you would, you would, you would want to uh, give Tyrod and Perkins for Wentz? Yeah, just because um, Tyrod, um, don't get me wrong, friend of the podcast, Tyrod, very, very good. Uh, top 20 guy for me, you know, potentially even closer to that quarterback one uh, if he has his weapons in there. But what does he have right now? Andrew Sammy Coates, Robert Woods, Marquise Goodwin, and LaShawn McCoy and Charles Clay. Right. So he's got LaShawn McCoy. He's got Robert Woods. And Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. But, I mean, then you look over at Wentz and – Wentz has been able to do – basically, Wentz to me is Tyrod uh, plus a little bit just because of his age. Now, because he's Tyrod plus dynasty. receivers. Right. Well, he's got Jordan Matthews for one. Yeah. You right, know. yeah I, can, I can see where you are there. So, yeah. uh, so for me, it would go that way. Uh, and then – 
And then here's a here's another uh, decent one. Actually, I got two more that are decent. Okay. Uh, 2017 first. It, it's going to be a mid. They're figuring between uh, 105 to 107. Or Corey Coleman. Uh huh. That's the first one. Uh, for me, I say it's easily the first. Uh, yeah, it's easily the first for me. Because I can then sit there in the off season, and, and if I have that first, and I can just move it. Plus. Right, absolutely. You know, or I could probably sit, and instead of getting Corey Coleman, I can get Corey Davis because you know everyone's gonna be running after the running backs as of right now. But we'll see what happens when we get closer. Yeah. And then uh, finally, Jordan Matthews in a 2017 second, or Will Fuller in a 2017 third. Ooh, J. Matt in the second. Um, yeah, I would I would agree, especially uh, moving forward. I think that uh, here's here's a trade offer I just got. Okay. Ryan Tannehill for Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> And uh, now, and then you have who? I have Tyrod Taylor. Nope. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Reject. Yes, sir, <clears throat> you have been live rejected. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I, that was kind of bizarre. Um. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so I think that wraps up our podcast for the week, don't you think, Luke? Yeah, I think so. I think we, I think we did quite a bit of uh, good stuff there. We did some hashtag analysis. So, um, <laughs> yep. so if listeners, if you want to, and you've heard this a million times, you can listen to us. You can follow us on Twitter at groundingff or at intentional underscore g. Uh, you can shoot us questions there. Check in, ask what we're having for lunch or something like that. Well, I'll I'll gram it for you. Um, or you can email us at intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. What's that, Luke? Intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. And uh, we will respond to you there. We'll maybe even put your question on the air. Um, if you have any questions, just reach out to us there. Uh, make sure you check out our host, readyant.com. They post all our written content as well as some of our podcast content. And we often refer to our written content in our podcast content. And we're putting out new stuff all the time. Luke is doing a great job with our written content. So check out our partners there. They have wonderful lifestyle blog posts as well. Um, and then also check out our apparel sponsor, Savage, the ultimate apparel company, at www.savageultimate.com. Uh, it's getting to be that time of the season where you're going to want to have some wonderful football gear. Uh, and Savage can give you all that sports apparel gear that you need. Uh, signing off, folks... Uh, I am Noah Downs. He is... Uh, Luke. What's your last name? you got to use your last <laughs> name, Luke. Oh. oh, sorry, I forgot. It's been a while. Luke Bisson. <laughs> and uh, we wish you the very best of week sixes. Good luck, guys. Hey, guys. This is Luke Bisson from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you're more than likely listening to right now. And uh, I just want to take a minute real quick to uh, talk about our uh, title apparel sponsor, Savage, the ultimate apparel company. Uh, This company, they've been killing the jersey game for sports teams around the country, and their branded merchandise has some serious flavor. Uh, With both national and local level partnerships among a variety of sports, including uh, football, soccer, ultimate frisbee, disc golf, I love disc golf. Uh, dodgeball, 
Quidditch, and, and, and some more, uh, they're ready to get you into the gear you need. Savage produces brand and customizable apparel for the active lifestyle, and you need to check them out because they're offering right now an exclusive coupon code just for our listeners so that you can get 15% off. Use the coupon code WookieTD at www.savageultimate.com to get some awesome new gear. And if you don't see something that you like, they've got a fully customizable option section to get you exactly what you need. So stay tuned because from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you know that you're listening to, uh, there's going to be some exclusive like merchandise coming soon. So don't forget... Wookie TD saves you 15% off at www.savageultimate.com. Go check it out today.